and welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. After yesterday's bonus point victory over Scotland and France's hard-fought win over England, it left Ireland as Six Nation champions with one game to spare. To talk about this achievement and how likely a possible Grand Slam is now, we are delighted to have former Ireland and Munster player Jeremy Staunton joining us on the line. Jeremy, welcome to the big kickoff. Good morning, guys. Thanks very much. Listen, Jeremy, when we talk about winning the Six Nations with one game to go, how much of an achievement is that? Well, it's, it says in itself that it's never been done before, particularly by an Irish side. I think we're, as a nation, we're quite used to hanging on the edge of our seat. You know, you only have to go back to 2009 with the uh, the Ronan O'Gara drop goal in the dying seconds. So it just it gives you a sense of the achievement that the, the, both the current team under under Joe Schmidt, and, you know, how professional they are. You know, they just literally get on with their job and I know it sounds boring that every player that's interviewed that's what they say you know they just, they're just doing their job and uh, we saw the, the I suppose the, the benefits yesterday where they took um, a really good Scotland team to be fair um, I really enjoyed watching yesterday's game um, but they're just very clinical this Irish team aren't they yeah, yeah. A, a, a bonus point win over Scotland was just what the doctor ordered but Scotland let a few big opportunities slip at cru- crucial moments in the game what chinks in armour, armour do we need to sort out? I think I, I think if you watch the opening ten minutes yesterday, um, you know, and, and the credit has to go to Gregor Townsend, the Scotland coach. He really attacked Ireland. You know, um, I think if you get quick rock ball against this Irish team, and you have the ability to to go out wide with, with really good passing, you know, I think you can cause damage. Now that's not just against Ireland. Like that's the classic template for any game of rugby where. Mm. If you have really good breakdown, really quick ball, and you got good backs and, and are accurate, you can you can really take teams apart. And Scotland did that yesterday. I, I felt Scotland left almost 21 points on the pitch yesterday, hmm. which is a great concern, I suppose, for Andy Farrell and going into Twickenham next weekend because you could say that England, you know, they have a bigger pack than Scotland and they, they largely have better athletes than Scotland, particularly at wide. You know, you look at the first pass that. Um, I suppose that Hugh Jones basically gifted to Stockdale. You know, if that had gone to Stuart Hogg, that's a seven-pointer. You look at the break, perhaps, in the, the start of the second half, and uh, Scotland broke down, and, and they threw a mispass, and all they had to do was just go through the hands, and that was another try under the six. So there is there is weaknesses there in Ireland. There's obviously work-ons, but we've been saying this since the start of the championship, haven't we? I think you should stop talking there now in case anyone from England's listening, just in case. <laughs> we have no chinks in the armour. <laughs> I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so, guys. But, you know, going to Twickenham, like if you discount Italy, guys, um, there's only been one away win in this yeah, championship, yeah, and yeah. that's us against France. And we all know how that came about. Yeah. So that nearly could, could come down to that. Like, I think we have a great chance, let's be honest about it, going to Twickenham. But to win away from home, it's so hard, fellas. And, and, you know, I know Ireland are, are better than England. And they're more accurate, they're more disciplined. But, you know, it, the shoe's on the other foot now, isn't it? We're, we yeah. love, we, as Irish, I think we love spoiling parties, but now England have the chance to kind of get, get their own back against us compared to what happened last year. Sure. Just on that Scotland thing, Jez, is that, would you say that they have a huge amount of potential now to actually build on that, that they were just lacking a little bit of maturity and accuracy? It worries me, Darren, going into, like, they're in the same group, group as us in 18 months' time. Mm. And the key thing that Townsend has instilled in them, they've got the blueprint to play now. All they have to do is just work on that. You know, they're probably, they're probably three years behind Ireland in their development. And you look how good Ireland were three years ago. They were winning back-to-back Six Nations championships. Mm-hmm. I think Scotland now, the players have confidence. 
and uh, all they have to do now is execute. The hardest part of coaching any team, particularly international level, is you've got to instill some confidence and you have to have a blueprint. They're doing that now. They're, I think Scotland and Ireland, um, again, the first 20 minutes, they're two best um, uh, teams at the breakdown. They're so accurate, so efficient, and so disciplined that if you get quick ball, um, you, they got the backs to exploit it. Unfortunately, Ireland have been doing this. Sorry, fortunately for Ireland, they've been doing this for three or four years. So Ireland had four chances yesterday. Guess what happened? They got four tries. Yeah, yeah. Scotland had around six or seven and only took one of them, perhaps maybe two of them. And that's probably the difference, Darren, at the moment. You contrast that to England, <laughs> who I just thought were, were, were very poor against Scotland. And they actually backed that weakness and that poor performance of yesterday. England, for me, they look very... Very, I suppose they, they have no energy. They're very um, laboured in everything they do, mm. and, and they just don't have a clue what's happening at the breakdown. Like, like fifteen penalties yesterday, they conceded at the breakdown. You add all, add on all the knock-ons they conceded. They actually gifted France twenty, twenty the ball twenty times yesterday. Jesus. Now, if they did that against Ireland, Ireland will take them to cleaners. But uh, I suggest, I, I predict that Eddie Jones will have something off his sleeve anyway. Like just going back to like, and it's it's kind of the common theme over the last twenty four hours. Like they're all just saying, even Jeremy Guscott when he wasn't even listening to what uh, uh, that he asked him, he said, "Sorry, what you say?" And then he kind of went, "Listen, Ireland's just a well drilled machine," because he kind of knew it was something to do with Ireland. Like the the Stockdale try yesterday, one thing I noticed because like I I know about rugby, I've watched it for years and the whole lot, but I wouldn't be well drilled in it. That's why I get there over as much as possible to go, "What's that for? What's that penalty? What's that call?" But when Stockdale's try went in, they said it was a three phase play. That, that was done on purpose. There was no great fluke about what Stockdale did. They kind of set that up to the third phase where they're all going one direction, but they're really, they were always going to come back to him. Yeah. Is that stuff, is it that well drilled like Monday to Friday? It is. Yeah. 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 The whole mantra is just just do your job. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a classic Joe Schmidt drill and Joe Schmidt move, Joe Schmidt move where mm. everyone knew their role. That, that, that ball into the scrum. Mm. Um, obviously, it's Sexton starting on the left as a, de- as a decoy because most often than not, obviously, yeah. the ball primarily goes to Sexton off every set piece. Mm-hmm. And he was just a decoy, and everyone knew their move. It was planned, it was executed at least 20 times in Carton House yeah. uh, and the Aviva. And you get one moment to do it yesterday. Like the clock was in the red, I believe, wasn't it? It was just yeah. before half time. Uh, they called this three phase play, and you could see you could see Ringrose and Dan Levy just pulling back as soon as the ball, you know, they knew that, like, in 20 seconds time they were going to get the ball and they executed now they could have Ringrose I felt for me could have could have scored mm. and on the whole I thought like he was he was, out, he was my man in the match I just mm-hmm. think he is yeah, I agree. you're out and out 13 I think he, he has to start in Twickenham hopefully he will because he has your he has your X factor if you can if the guy can stay injury free he has, he has a great career ahead of him like to come back yesterday after only playing what six games all year, yeah, yeah. and just coming to an intense international, he just looked, you know, to the manner born. He was, I thought, he was outstanding. Jazz, from your own career, would you prefer playing with a coach that was very much structured? You know, obviously you've Joe Schmidt on one side. You probably have Eddie O'Sullivan would have been even more sort of five, six phases ahead for your your power plays. And then you look at someone like Stuart Lancaster at Leinster, who are who spends a huge amount of the training week getting the lads to play broken play games and what to do you know in open play or in you know phase play which one would you prefer to kind of be with you put me on the spot now Darren <laughs> <laughs> the best one how about that I don't... Yeah. <laughs> the one who ever picked me that's not a <laughs> um, no I, like I think I suppose my position was mainly out half and 
you were kind of the voice of the coach. You know, you had to kind of, you, you suppose you're one of the independents on the pitch. And you can see that, you know, and it's just no coincidence that when George Schmidt arrived to Leinster, that's when Sexton played his best rugby of his career. Mm. And now he's becoming, you know, obviously the best player, one of the best players in the world. I, I like, I, I do like the, the structure because as, a, as, a, as an out half and as a scrum half, you, you have to run the show on the pitch. But if, if everyone knows the job during the training week, it just relaxes you a bit more. And obviously the more relaxed you are, the more confidence you have. Yes, rugby is a structured game. But more and more, we see it every day now, guys. You know, teams are going through the phases, so you do need a, you do need a bit of a player off the cuff kind of thing that, that, that can take the, the game by the scruff of the neck and just go for it. You know, Sexton obviously very good at it, but you, you look at someone like Murray as well to have someone like him inside of it because Sexton, for me, wasn't his best game yesterday. But you just like someone like Murray just calling the shots. You know, particularly with the forwards, it's just you know it's a great place to be. Who would have liked? I think I think Gregor Townsend is is getting like that. Yeah. I think he's a he's a bit of a job on his hands with managing Finn Russell. For, for for me, he's a fantastic player, fellas. But he went quite yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just when his team needed him most. So I think um, you know you, ca- you can't complain with with Joe Schmidt now. He's what three three championships in five years. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So uh, that's that's pretty that's a pretty good return. Looking forward to England now. Where do you see their kind of strengths? Because obviously they have um, Owen Farrell. Is he looks like a what I say a frustrated player? He's that guy who never gives up, and he's looking at players around him that look like they've kind of dropped ahead a little bit. And you can see him trying to manufacture things. Um, can you see him sort of pulling that back line back together to the the level they were at earlier in the year? I think yeah. I, I think it, it, I think he can because you know he's for me last year he is. He is the best player. He was the best player in the world, and he still won off the best players. And he, you're right, Darren. He is. He cut a lone figure yesterday after the game in Paris, where he, you know his kicking was superb. His, we all know about his defence, and he's a, he's a real fighter. But it wasn't. He was on his own. Let's be honest about it. He was on his own yesterday with that English team. Yes, England are injured, and they've got a few players out injured, but they they just looked lost yesterday, didn't they? Yeah. They had just no direction at all. Um, but can they raise it one more time? I think they can, but they've got a real problem on their hands with their discipline. Like to concede 15 penalties, like yeah. if, 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 if an under 13s team did that, you, you'd scream your head off them. Yeah. England have done that now three times in a row, and you, you just, I'm not too sure whether it's stupidity or arrogance. <laughs> I'm not too sure, mm. but the, the, you cannot do that in international rugby at all. You know, it's it's just crazy. What will happen next weekend? I think I think Jones will go with the Farrell and um, the forward Farrell combination. Yeah. Because they have to have more of attacking threat to beat Ireland. And um, it's their classic English game. They have, they'll have a big pack. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think Hartley will come back into it. I think they look to take Ireland on up front. Hmm. Um, but either way, no matter what happens, it's going to be a one-score game, guys. It's going to be a nail biter. Oh, you know, winning <laughs> quick them is. Uh, <sighs> you know, it's, I'm sorry to say this, but there is one good game in England. Thank God, it's Paddy. I just want. I just want Mike Brown's face rubbed in it. That's what I want. <laughs> How annoying is Mike Brown? Discuss. Um, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. That you're not alone <laughs> in, in, in your thinking. Um, oh God, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be a cracker. But listen, um, England have a lot to do to, to, yeah. to get right in, in six days. Can they do it? I just think this England team—they um, look just knackered, guys, mentally yeah. and physically. Yeah. If you look, if we, they've won back-to-back Six Nations. You look at the best club team in Europe last two years: the Saracens mm. with back-to-back the European Cup. 
you look at all the English players that went on the Lions tour, I just think they're just going through a phase where they are just mentally fatigued. You yeah. look at Farrell, you look at Itoja, you look at Courtney Laws, they're just knackered. And now that's not an excuse because they're yeah. all paid professionals and but I just think they they're coming to an end of a kind of three and a half year cycle and they're just going, We can't do this anymore. They need to reboot. So it's a big yeah. test. It's a big test for England. Yeah. But can they race the game in Twickenham? I think you think the rugby players in Ireland guys are under pressure. Yeah. You should see someone headlines in England this morning. Like the English rugby team at the moment because they're successful, they're almost a celebrity type, just like they're soccer players. Yeah. The pressure is on them to perform next weekend. Make no bones about that. And they will it will be a cracking game because out of all the teams in the championship, you have to say England are physically they, they could match Ireland no problem. Yeah, yeah. In, up front anyway. Up front. Um, and that's that's a key area, isn't it? Just in saying that, Jeremy, if if Ireland put ten points on the board early on, could could England crumble though with all that pressure then? I think it becomes an easier. Yes, it does. It becomes it becomes a much easier game because I think England don't have much in attack. I, I think Wales' attack is much better. I think Scotland's attack is even better again and they, they, they threatened Ireland. I don't think England have that, that ability, if I'm being honest with you. I think you'll have the traditional English game plan where they look to, to get territory with forward or foul and they look to try and take us on up front with the forwards. We can match that, fellas. And like you say, we go 10 points ahead. I think, you know, it could be good, but, you know, it's... Uh, it's it's interesting what 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 Smith would have in plan. So we're going to win, are we? Nobody knows what barbs Eddie Jones is going to throw during the week. You know, be sure. Ah, oh, the mind games are going to be fantastic this year. week. So that's the elite side of things. What's it like with the little snotty nose kids in Castle College? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, of course you have to say that. No, but how do you find it anyway? It's 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 obviously a great gig for you, and how 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 is it going so far for you? I love it, yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic. I think the players are, are it's really um, took me by surprise is just the, the level of commitment, not only from the, the players, but the coaches and everything that they have, you know. Including Darren. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> Including Darren. Ah, uh, yeah, he has his moments. <laughs> <laughs> I know the kids are great and, uh, you know, the turnout every, every week and every day from the players and the coaches is, is really good and it's good. There's a good atmosphere there, which is the main thing. Um, obviously, we'd like to win more more trophies, but fingers crossed. Now we've uh, big game on Thursday in the semi final against in the Junior Cup semi final against Black Rock. You know, so that's going to be a great day out for the college. And uh, let's see, let's see what uh, what happens then. And as your old school Munchens doing well down in Munster. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they did a great win last week in the in the Junior Cup to beat uh, Christians in Cork. So a cracking game. But uh, it's great to see that you know because I think with Munchens they. I suppose we we have produced um, loads of obviously monster players and quite a lot of international players, but a bit like Castle Knock, we haven't really Munster haven't really backed it up with silverware. But this is this is just fantastic, you know, to win the Junior Cup uh, for the first time in 20 years was hopefully it will kickstart something, you know, that this team can go on and win a Senior Cup and it will give a big bit of inspiration to the the younger years coming through that they can take on the court team, or even you look at you know Bandon coming through now, Glen Stall. You know, so it's uh, it's not just the usual traditional strongholds. It's, it's just so competitive now down in Munster. We all know about Leinster being so competitive, you know, with, with the top six schools. And then you've got the likes of Castlemock, Gerds, all these other schools, um, Gonzaga coming through. But uh, Munster is certainly getting more competitive. But to win it was, was superb now. Yeah, great stuff. And having come through kind of schools yourself, um, looking back or, and now coming through it as a, as a coach, would you say there's much difference between schools rugby now and 
back when you were coming through at Munchens? I actually had this conversation last night with a few of my a few of my friends from Munchens. We were just after match after match, and I was just talking about the June Cup win and like. I suppose the setup. I suppose that one. I suppose when I was playing in school, you just had a coach, one coach. <laughs> that would be your doctor, your physio, your bagman, your backs coach, and the lineup coach, all in one, and the bus driver probably. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, it, it's um, you know like schools they have nutritionists, they have a strength and conditioning coach, lineup coach, forwards coach, backs coach. You know, it is more professional. But I think that's everywhere, though, Darren. I think yeah. that's in all schools. Yeah. I think they, they have taken it more seriously and you know they've got a lot of the, the kids nowadays listen they have loads of support in terms of you know fitness diet everything um, that, that would be the big difference but as we always say are they really happy though and <laughs> 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 we always used to stop off I remember playing down in Cork in on my first cup, during cup game I used, we won the game which was brilliant but my favourite part of that journey come back in the bus we stopped at Supermax in Charleville on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> All good fast food chains are available. Yeah. We still sponsor them. That was my favourite part of the day out. <laughs> so basically, I don't, ha- I don't think that happens now. It doesn't too often. <laughs> Listen, Jeremy, thanks a million for coming on, and it's been a pleasure listening to you. And no doubt we might get uh, Darren to really in again, hopefully in celebration, or maybe in the start of the, the, the autumns or whenever we we get back again. But uh, so you're going to tip us to win t- next week. Just. Just. Oof. Just. All right. It needs a bit of drama. Well, it's, it's, it's no fun if you go out. Because in fairness, just, just very quickly, Jeremy, they, like, for these guys, it, it, they wouldn't see it as a failure, obviously, in the long term. But not, not winning next week would be gutting for them, wouldn't it? It'd it would tarnish the championship. It would be a bit a letdown. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly worried in the sense that the emotion of, um, of winning yesterday, the high of winning yesterday, the players will have all that. There'll be, listen, there'll be smiles on the faces yeah. during the week at Carton House, won't they? Yeah. Um, and and that, that can be a good thing, but it's, 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 a different, it's a different preparation, it's a different mentality. Knowing that you have your middle in the back yeah. okay, next Saturday. But Trying to keep the edge. Again, and, but listen, they're fighters, they're professional, and to be honest, they're winners. All those teams are winners. Yeah. If they lose next Saturday, fellas, it will be deemed a letdown. For them, yeah. Now, that might sound harsh to the public, but if you're, if you're one of the players... Yeah. You know, how do you write your legacy in Irish sport? You want to win a Grand Slam. And yeah. we've only done it twice. Correct. And to do it again on, on, on Saturday would be incredible. But it, it's not going to be easy. It's, it's a different mindset where, you know, where the pressure is actually on us. It's up to us to win it. Yeah. And like England, on the other, on the shoes, on the other foot now, they just want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all well and good being, being Ireland and being the underdogs. But now we're actually favourites. And now we have to back it up again. And, and that, that can be quite tough and quite strange. But hopefully, I think, under the guidance of, of, of the coach, Bush Schmidt, and, and the certain leaders in the camp, hopefully they, the Willicle late yesterday is just another step of stone to achieve the slam next Saturday. But it ain't going to be easy. You know, England <laughs> have one good performance. And going back to last year's championship, you know, England had, had a, one good performance against Scotland, where they beat Scotland by 61-23. Yeah. Is there that game in the bag for England? That's, that's just a big question mark Jeez, for me. Shut up, will you? What a downer. How do we recover this? That's going to say any tips for Cheltenham. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jeremy, thanks very much for coming on and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully we get that victory next week. <laughs> Cheers, Jez. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Take everybody. Care. All the best. Bye.